0: Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account,
1: at vacation pointers. And I'm Sam Holland and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Well, welcome to the
0: Disney Points Podcast, where we have a guest with us named Serena. Her Instagram account is at Passion for Points, who tries to visit Disney at least once per year. I appreciate those goals. Um, (laughs) Her proudest Points and Miles moment was guiding her family of six through Japan for 16 nights, three of which were at Tokyo Disney. So we have her on today to tell us more about that trip to Tokyo and Serena, thanks for being with us. This is so fun to have you on here and to meet you.
2: Oh, it's so fun to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course.
0: Um, do you want to start by just quickly telling us how did you get into points and miles?
2: Sure. Um, so um, when I went to college um, in LA, and I live in San Francisco. Um, I was uh, flying United back and forth a lot. And so I was accumulating points that way. And then I started using the United credit card and redeeming those miles for flights to and from home and college. Um, So I I was a casual um, credit card user um, accumulating points um, since then. But then I started getting more into it since I started having my children and uh, we wanted to travel more. And so maybe in the last decade, I've been um, uh, more heavy, uh, credit card churner where I'm accumulating more points and miles for, for trips.
1: Awesome. Okay. Serena, how did you start learning? Were you fall? Was this, were you looking on the internet? Were you following certain accounts or was this before or during Facebook groups? how did you learn about points and miles?
2: Um, so it was mostly, uh, reading the internet, um, but you know, when I first bought when I bought my first house, I get a lot of junk mail, you know, for credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I started doing I, I said, wow, Home Depot, you spend this much and you get 100 dollars That's that's cool. So the gateway, sign up for
1: gateway those. card. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. For sure. So I'd sign up for those. And then I eventually I eventually started getting the travel card in my in my mail. Um, so I started opening those and then I started reading more about it to learn about how I could optimize them more. So I was reading a lot of blogs during that time. Okay. Excellent. Starting with
1: a Home Depot card, (laughs) direct mail, gotcha, (laughs) moving over to the internet.
2: You know, everybody has a different journey.
1: Yeah. I love it.
2: That's a great summary.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you took an epic points and miles trip to Tokyo, I think you said somewhere that it was worth $40,000 or something incredible for six people, business class, going all over Tokyo and other places, and then including Tokyo Disneyland. Why Tokyo? Why was that a passion for
2: you? So uh, um, we've always wanted to go to Japan. It was my mom's dream trip. So we had been planning for this for even a few years before COVID. And so I knew that we needed to accumulate uh, the points and miles that we needed for Japan specifically. Um, so it was mostly to, you know, make my parents happy. So on this trip, it was me, my husband, my two kids, and my mom and dad. It was the six of us who, who went on this trip. And so um, then COVID happened. I actually had a booking for 2020. And mm. of course, you know, COVID happened, so it didn't happen. So I ended up having to reschedule three times um, over the last two and a half years, and then finally, it happened last November.
1: Wow! I mean, I was so surprised when I saw. I was like, Serena must have jumped on that right when no. <laughs> Japan, right when Tokyo <laughs> reopened. Or I don't. It was like the, you were poised and ready to go. But that makes sense. You you were rescheduling it over and over. I and over.
2: was, yeah, yeah. So they announced. Uh, reopening at the end of September. They announced at the end of September that they were going to open October in the beginning of October. And I had already had my booking in November. So it was already lined up.
1: Okay.
2: Um, The only thing I didn't book was my Disney hotel. That was the last thing I needed to book. And I did rearrange, you know, other hotels here and there just to tune, fine tune some of the dates. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Disney hotel, I had not locked in yet. It, and that was my last thing to do right after the prime minister announced the reopening at the end of September.
0: Were the Disney hotels open and available to book, or was that something that was like closed for a while?
2: So it was available um, because they were still open um, for um, for that time. Gotcha. Um, okay. And locals were still going, um, so I could have booked, but I just didn't because I I. I didn't want to have to uh, go through the hassle of canceling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just waited until they reopened. And then I, I went through the process of researching, okay, where do I want to stay? Because rules are constantly changing with like park tickets with uh, the rules about entering the park. Um, so I, I needed to make sure that I had all the right information before I booked anything. Um, Like for example, happy entry, which is their early entry that didn't get introduced until very close to when they announced the reopening. So I had to look into that and see based my hotel choice on on things like that.
1: Tell us about where you ended up staying and why and, I hear that happy entry was part of it. And do you mean yeah. they had never had happy entry before or they were reintroducing it after COVID?
2: You know, I don't know what they had before, but happy entry, the term that they used is was new last fall. Okay. They didn't have that before. I, they must have had some sort of early entry before, but and I don't know what it's, it was called, but they made it seem like happy entry was the new thing. Okay. So. That's and what, it came with your lodging. It did, yeah. So Happy Entry only comes uh, with the Disney hotels. So maybe I should give like a quick um, overview of Tokyo Disney itself, just so you have a, a more high level of understanding of the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there are two parks. There's Disney Sea, which is nautical themed, um, and then there's Tokyo Disneyland which is the traditional and classic park with Cinderella's castle. So two theme parks. Okay. And then there are maybe wait, one, five Disney hotels that you can choose from. And they have different uh, categories, much like we have here. So they have deluxe, moderate and value types. So the deluxe hotels are the Tokyo Disneyland hotel. There's the Maricosta, which is Inside Disney Sea, so it's a hotel inside the theme park, which is pretty really? cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. And then there's the Ambassador Hotel, um, and then the moderate type belt level hotel is the Toy Story Hotel, which is brand new last year. It's it's pretty cool too. Very such great Toy Story theming. It's a moderate uh, value hot- moderate type hotel. It opened last year, and it's right on the monorail, so you can easily access the parks. And then there's the Value Hotel, which is the Celebration Hotel. And that's a little bit farther away. It's about a 15-minute shuttle drive to the parks. So I had those to choose from. Well, first of all, I knew that uh, when they announced Happy Entry, that's what I wanted. Happy Entry is where they only give it to guests at Disney hotels. And they only, um, it allows you to enter the park 15 minutes before everyone else. And I know, minutes. Wow. I know, I know 15 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but it, yeah. it, is, it is a game changer. It
0: feels like such a small window to like get those
2: people through. I know. I know. Well, I'll, I'll go over how they work that, but I know it okay. doesn't sound like a lot, but it's worth it. So actually, originally, when I was first booking this whole Japan trip, I actually thought I was going to stay at Hilton Tokyo Bay. So because I'm a points and miles person, right? I want to use my points to stay at a points property. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of points properties in the area. There's Hilton. There's a Hyatt Regency. There's a Sheraton. So you could use like Hilton, Hyatt or Marriott points to stay at Uh, those hotels near the parks. But then once they announced Happy Entry and they told us that it was only good for Disney guests on Disney property, I knew that I was going to switch gears and I was going to stay at a Disney hotel because I wanted that Happy Entry. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I booked, which was at the end of September, um, a lot of the hotels were sold out already. And it's because uh, the locals, Japanese residents, they have this program in Japan called the Travel Discount Program, and Japanese residents were getting forty percent off hotels, and it included Disney. So wow. all the Japanese residents, they were booking all the Disney hotels up because they were getting this awesome discount, right? You can't so, blame them. I know. Now it's it's much less. They're only getting twenty percent off, but still, you have that competition there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I was ready to book, uh, Maricosta was all sold out. Um, the Disneyland Hotel was all sold out. Um, Toy Story, that was sold out. <laughs> so what was left for me was Celebration Hotel and Ambassador. Um, now the Celebration Hotel, it's farther away, so I, already, I crossed that off. The Ambassador, I thought it was a good choice because um, with Happy Entry, Each of the Disney hotels, they only give you happy entry to certain parks. So, for example, the Ambassador and the Maricosta, you can have happy entry into both Disneyland and Disney Sea, whereas the other hotels will only give you happy entry into Disneyland. So Hmm. of course I wanted the one where it got me into both parks early so that's why i booked the ambassador and you know it was a great choice it ended up being working out really well um they find us is that one of the deluxe properties it is oh okay although it doesn't feel very deluxe like the maricosta is beautiful um the tokyo disneyland hotel is also gorgeous inside the ambassador it doesn't give you that wow factor but it's still labeled as a deluxe hotel and i think it's because of proximity to the parks okay Hmm. That's and there wasn't was sold out. Right. <laughs> right. There was you only take what one, you can get. You take what you can get. There was only one type of room available. Um, so that's what we had to book. And so we booked two rooms, one for my family of four, and another room for my parents. So the only room that was left was like a room that slept four. So my parents' room had like four beds in it. But you know, it was fine. It's
1: a lot of beds, a lot of beds for <laughs> a hotel a room that can spread out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um would you say that compared to like Disney World hotels that the Value, Moderate and Deluxe were kind of in the same like price range in Tokyo or are they cheaper? Ooh,
2: ooh, okay. So so I paid $375 a night for the Ambassador.
0: Oh, yeah, that feels like more like a moderate price.
2: per room. Right, right. So um less expensive then, right?
0: Yeah. Um for sure.
2: Yeah, and the same could be said for tickets themselves, too, as they are less expensive than uh, what you get here in the U.S. parks. Um, So we were happy with um, that choice. And there's a free shuttle that goes um, to and from the parks, both parks, um, which made it very convenient. And it was only a five-minute shuttle ride, Um, so it was great.
0: say, so will you tell us then how did you pay cash for these rooms? Mm-hmm. Did you use points? Like, how did you go about that?
2: Right. So, um, we, you, we paid for the hotel with the Capital One Venture Card. Um, so do you remember when the Capital One Venture had the $100,000, no, 100000 um, bonus? Yes, yes, we got two um, of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had my mom open one and I also had my dad open one. Smart. Yeah. And the purpose, and of course, you know, you refer each other, right? And the purpose of it was for this trip. And so um we used the the miles earned from those cards to offset our Disney ambassador rooms and also our Disney tickets. So because you stay at a Disney park, you're also guaranteed park tickets. So we bought the park tickets when we checked in and they charged it to the room. So the hotel and the tickets were taken care of with uh, Venture Miles. Very
1: really smart. That's a really good yeah. hack. Okay. So let me just repeat that. So you booked the room, did you book the rooms through the portal?
2: So I booked. No, no, no. no. So I. Okay. So, OK, Disney, Tokyo, Disney. That's a really good point. Tokyo, Disney hotels are not available through portals um, okay. or Expedia or mm-hmm. built or um, any platform. Mm-hmm. Um, they will at the time when I checked, you can see them, but they're always un- unavailable. So okay. um, it would always say sold out. Unless you went directly to the Disney site. So I went directly to the D- Tokyo Disney website in order to book.
1: Okay. And you booked it on the Venture X and it coded as hotels, yes. which is travel, yes. So it was right. erasable. Yes. And then you knew that you were, okay, so this is leading us into tickets. So right. you, kn- you knew that you could just show up, check in and purchase
2: your tickets through the hotel. Right. That's an so, yeah. That's the second benefit of staying at a Disney hotel is your guaranteed park tickets. No matter how crowded it is, no matter um, if they're sold out everywhere else, you'll get it if you stay, if you're a guest on Disney property. And so that was another reason why I wanted to stay at a Disney hotel because of the guaranteed park tickets. Because getting tickets to, to Tokyo Disney can be kind of a pain. Um, I heard that. Yeah. yeah.
0: What makes them a pain? Tell us about that.
2: Sure. So, um, if you go on the Tokyo Disney website to buy tickets, and if you're using a U.S. credit card, they don't always work. So, lots there are lots of data points where people are trying to use a card and it it doesn't work at all. Some people have luck with a Mastercard. So, for example, um, my friends uh, Kihelani and Vic, they are points to travel expert. You guys probably know oh, them yeah. too, America. yeah. So they were at Tokyo at the same time I was, and they went to the Disney parks a week before I was there. Mm-hmm. And they were actually able to use their City Premier card on the Tokyo Disney website to purchase tickets, and that's a Mastercard, right? So mm. some Mastercards work, but some don't work. And visas, U.S. visas, and Amex cards will not work
1: as a okay. now. Yeah,
2: they won't work. So it's. Knowing that, I wanted that guarantee of being able to be a Disney hotel guest, not have to worry about that and just get my tickets at the front desk. So yeah. that is an issue. Um, also, um, if you want tickets, there are other op- other ways to get tickets. So, for example, there's this website called Kluke. It's spelled K-L-O-O-K. It is a website that's based in Hong Kong. Um, but very popular in Australia. And it's how a lot of Australians get their park tickets. And, um, and also Canadians too. And we, we don't know much about that, this website here in the US, but I found out about it while I was researching about Tokyo Disney. But the tickets that you buy through Kluk are legit. And so yeah. if you're not staying on Disney property, that's a good website to use if you need tickets. Is that um, for all Disney parks or just no, Tokyo? just just Tokyo Disney. Okay, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know if the other foreign overseas parks will be on there, um, um, but definitely Tokyo Disney will be on there, and they're legitimate, so you don't have to worry about getting scammed at all. Um, also, if you stay at a non-Disney hotel, like maybe Hilton, the Hilton Tokyo Bay, they have a option when you're booking a room with the right to buy tickets, so if you want to make sure you have tickets, you'll need to select a room with that option where it gives you the right to buy. Um, So that's another option. And also the Tokyo Disney app. So you can buy tickets to the park starting in April and after that. But when I went, I wasn't able to do that. So that will be an option for after April um, to buy tickets through the app.
1: good info was this so kind of a fun thing to research during
2: covid <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of this I was scrambling um really yeah because it, 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 <laughs> I was scrambling with it um in October <laughs> I bet <laughs> when I was trying to figure out what to do um because all of a sudden they open and it's go time right 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 fortunately yeah. i had everything else lined up like flights and hotels everywhere else but it was just the disney part where i was like a mess <laughs> but it all worked out well That's it's really working
1: a... in our favor thank you for figuring it <laughs> out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um i was gonna say would you have been able to like if let's say something happened and they didn't open up would you have been able to like cancel your flights and all that without penalty right. or were you yeah. in a good spot that way
2: yeah. So, um, and I had to do that right. Many times. <laughs> so, right. Right. <laughs> so with my, um, Japan airlines flight, I used AA miles, um, to book our, our flights. And so whenever I can't had to cancel and rebook canceling was very easy. It just happened. You just do it online and the miles went straight back to my account. Um, and the taxes and fees that I paid went back to the card that I used. So Perfect. I was easily able to turn it around. And and book for another future date, and then with hotels that was easy too. I just A, changed A, the dates on them.
1: Yeah, AA is the best for that for just canceling redemption fares. I know it's guys. so
2: great. I love it. I
1: Don't wish you? they would all yeah. do that. I do too. Yeah. Um, so so I just yeah. Well, briefly on the flights, did you use AA for round trip? And did you earn all those points just opening AA
2: cards? So, yes. So, I did earn the points using the AA credit cards. So, there are city versions of the cards, um, both personal and business versions. And there are also Barclays versions of the cards. They're called the um, Aviator cards that mm-hmm. have personal and business versions that are also great for um earning aa points and even one of those cards right now one of the aviator cards you'd make one purchase one purchase and you get sixty thousand miles which is one way round trip i'm sorry one it's a one-way ticket from here to japan sixty thousand miles just for one purchase on a card and amazing if you if you find the right length the annual fee is waived for the first year so that's a no-brainer
1: okay okay I just booked my, so I'm going with a friend to Tokyo and Hong Kong Disneyland in October.
2: I'm excited
1: for you. Thank you. I am also very excited. And this is very helpful. I'll be referring to it a lot for my trip. But um, I did use, same thing, opened a city. Well, I've opened a couple city cards. The personal city card and then the city business AA card and used the welcome bonus to book one business class fair on japan air one way and then i used alaska miles to book uh business class on i think japan air i think same japan air yeah. both ways but just yep. one mm-hmm. with one with alaska one with american which is also nice that you can kind of mix them like that
2: it is great especially if you don't have enough miles in in one of them yeah yeah Alaska, you do have to pay like a twenty-five dollar partner fee, I think, which is it not much. It was more than AA for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but still, still a great option. <laughs> yeah, still pretty good.
0: Absolutely
1: for what, for what you're getting. So I have another question before we move on from the ambassador. Um, sure. Did you get all the swag in your room that everyone posts about all the fun Disney things? Oh
2: yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> So they give you slippers. They are they are special. Um, so they ad- have adult sizes, which have like Mickey on them, and then they have kid sizes, which which actually have the ambassador symbol on them. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice souvenir. Um, they give toothbrush kits in child and adult sizes. That comes with a little mini. Um, Mini toothpaste too, and then they give these little souvenir cups that you can use for brushing your teeth that say Disney ambassador on it. That's fun um, and a little amenity kit with uh, cotton balls, Q-tips, and in and a, and a blue hairband inside, so you can tie up your hair when you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> and then they have pajamas that you can borrow, so they have pajamas in the drawers, and. Um, You can't take those home. Everything else you can take home and housekeeping will replenish it all the next day. So So fun. So my mom um, (laughs) took a lot home. As moms do. (laughs) um, As this mom does. Including (laughs) us. (laughs) I take all the things. They make great souvenirs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I have a collection of slippers going right now. I don't know why I don't use them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, saving them yeah great for great for guests too when they come you know over to the true. house you know yeah i i love all the stuff that you get and you can keep is that just at the ambassador is that all their disney hotels you know i don't know i but i i think that they do offer the same thing at all the hotels actually in all the hotels we stayed at in japan in general always had toothbrush kits Always had slippers and robes and pajamas you can borrow.
1: Yeah, so, I remember. I saw that in your
2: stories, and I couldn't yeah. figure out if it was because – are you globalist? Oh, so we say to both Hilton and Hyatt hotels. No, everybody okay. gets that. So okay. whatever room you book at, at these hotels, you will get slippers to wear, a robe you can use, um, and pajamas to borrow. They always oh, have pajamas set up in the room for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but the pajamas oh, you can't take home. I'm okay. sure if you take one, no one would notice, but
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're I see they're not meant to be taken home.
2: <laughs> I would leave those behind. <laughs>
1: <Him>. <laughs> Part of your perks for the ambassador was that you were eligible for 15 minutes happy entry at both parks so tell us about because yes. i've heard they don't rope drop so right. what was it like there in the mornings and what was the advantage what were you
2: doing in those 15 minutes okay so um um so first i would say check park hours so when we were there park hours were open from nine to nine right that's what they say on the website mm-hmm. but they actually opened the gates earlier so they opened the gates at 8 15 and you wouldn't know that unless you ask or you saw on the TV in your hotel room that the, they're going to open at 8.15. If you just went by the hours on the website, you'd arrive too late. And so you you have to ask, like, when is the gate going to open? So I found out they open at 8.15. And so that means happy entry. You can get in at 8. But because I'm psychotic, I have to get there <laughs> early, right? I, I I have to. I always go to Disney with a plan. And I'm always, you know, optimizing our morning. So I recommend getting there between 7 and 7.15 in the morning if your happy entry time is at 8. Really? Because people are lining up. When we got there, we were there probably, there were still tons of people, right? But in the happy entry section, there was maybe two people in front of us. And there are multiple lines set up. So it's not just one line, but multiple happy entry lines in a happy entry section. So when we got there at 7.15, there were we were third in our line already. So people like are serious when they show up to Disney there. Um so I do recommend getting early, getting there early just so you can have a good spot because the earlier you are, you have an advantage of of running to your first ride or fast walking. Okay, I mean yeah. so it
1: sounds like actually more intense
2: than rope drop. It does. Um oh okay. Well, yeah, there's no real rope Um, because I know at Disneyland, you know, they scan your ticket, you get to walk in through Main Street and you get to this rope section and there's actual rope that they drop and you can run to your ride. So at Tokyo Disney, it's it's just a gate and everybody sits down and waits Um, and as soon as it's eight o'clock When Your happy entry time is they will open the gate and they will start scanning you in. And once they scan you in, you're in and you're off. There's no rope that you have to go to. So, and in that time, it's very frustrating because, um, they don't allow you to scan your ticket into the app before you can only scan into the app after they scan your ticket. Oh, weird. I know. So, um, I'm so they scan you in, you walk in, and then you have to rush to your first ride and at the same time scan your tickets into your app so that you can get either um, Premier Access or the standby passes that you need. Um, So it's, it's, uh, yeah, we we can talk about that. We're going to get there. Easier. But it's a, it's a, it's a process, and you know I had to learn as I go, as I went because um, I didn't realize until later that, until I got there, that I wasn't able to um, scan my tickets until after they scanned it. So yeah. you're you're multitasking as soon as uh, the gate opens and they scan you in, and you're running at the same time. And of Could course, picture I'm... people like tripping. <laughs> <laughs> on their way to their first ride because they're like trying to be on their phone only if you're psychotic like me because yeah, it would be us that's we what i'm are saying psychotic like you. <laughs> oh man so if you have i don't know so if you if you end up buying tickets on click and you have like a printout it's it's you're it's good to have it ready so that you can scan it right away into your app um and the Tokyo Disney app is a good app to get familiar with before you go to, just so you have a login and you know what how to navigate the app as you're fumbling in the morning.
1: Yes. okay, well, so a okay. little recap and then, sure, I think came as a question. but um, so if I bought my tickets, wait. So you didn't buy your tickets on Kluk, though. You got them through your hotel. That's right. How did you get? Did you have a printout or what did you a have? Yes. Okay.
2: So we had these little tickets. Um, And so I, when you go through the gate, they scan that ticket and that's the ticket I was able to um, um, scan for, for the app. So was it paper? A paper ticket? It is. It is a paper ticket. Yep. Okay. And then also happy happy entry is, is also a separate paper ticket. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you, got, you, you have your happy entry tickets, and then you have your regular ticket, and you can't lose that happy entry because that's what gets you into the happy entry section. hmm okay. Yeah. It's a lot to keep track of. I think I'm talking. <laughs> it is, but once you... Once you pass that stage you're in, and you're in line for your first ride, it's all good. <laughs> okay. It's just that, it's I just, hope they don't change it
1: week. between
2: now and October. <laughs> I'm toast if they do. Um,
0: I'm gonna put my money on they will change it before you <laughs> go. Okay, okay. okay, but
2: but keep us on our toes. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: right so you mentioned what did you call it you said a standby
2: pass right so and what was the other one called so they have um they have premiere access which is kind of like it's kind of like a paid lightning lane right and they have premiere access for the evening show and also for some rides okay um and so, for example, there is a show called Believe Sea of Dreams, which just opened in November. And um, you can get premiere access to that by having special seating, a special section. Um, and it was about for us, it was about $17 extra per person to get access to this um, area where you can watch the show. Um, there's also that I did for the show because um, I didn't want to have to um wait hours ahead of time to claim a spot yeah um so it it was worth it for us to just pay the premier access and not have to worry about where we're going to sit later Mm -hmm. um and then um there's also something called entry request that's also something you can do in the app it's like a lottery and they use that for the show the same show and also for stores like can you believe this oh, you nice. have to get an entry request for stores and i think they do this sometimes when there's um, special merch that comes out um like a i virtual queue? to um more like a a pass so either okay. you get it or you don't oh because you said it's a lottery all right yeah and so um i tried to get intrigue request for the show but I couldn't get it because it was all gone already. And so that's why I resorted to the premiere access for the show. Okay, so it functions
1: a little bit like a virtual queue at Disney World. You all get up at 7 a.m. and try to get the queue, but then if you don't get it, you can purchase an individual right. lightning lane. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking.
2: Yeah. And then so entry request um, is required at some stores. So my mom, she wanted to go into, some, she's a big shopper. So she went into a couple stores and she was so disappointed because they said, they told her you need entry request for it. And she was like, what's that? What do I need to do for that? And so I had to get her a request for um, entering some of the stores. Um, and then there's a the standby passes and the standby passes they use for some rides. Um, standby passes don't cost anything. Um, But they give you access for the ride. So when I was there, they had Haunted Mansion Holiday, right? Which is the um, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, just like Mm -hmm. they have here in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Um, And they required standby passes for that ride. So you couldn't ride Haunted Mansion Holiday in November unless you had a standby pass. So that's something I also requested in the morning.
0: Okay, so not all rides have... Standby passes, like they don't all require that. It's like the ones that are in higher demand.
2: I'm assuming that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do they
0: also have a paid service, kind of like Genie Plus? No. No. Okay. So everything else is just. It doesn't sound like you're paying. You're only paying for these Premier access to like the shows, and that's right. Okay. Right. You
2: can still watch the show for free if you claim a spot early, but. For me, okay. it was worth it to pay the extra just to not have to sit around um, right. until the show started.
0: So, could somebody just show up and not like reserve any of these things and just like get in line for things? Or
2: oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, like uh, so, rides like Soaring, Toy Story, Tower of Terror, they have Premier Access available right now. They didn't when. I was there, but now they have premier access for these rides. So you could choose to pay for premier access or you just wait in the regular queue.
0: And is it all a per ride? ride? Oh yeah. It is
2: it is per ride. Yeah. So so like uh soaring, for example, is $15, an extra $15 per person, much like it is for like Rise of the Resistance in Disneyland right now, if you wanted to get a lightning lane, you'd have to pay extra per person to get um the get into the lightning lane, for example.
1: But they okay. don't sell and uh, like at Disneyland Paris they sell premier access per ride but they also sell it you can just buy it and have it on every ride so you can just go
2: I mean Oh yeah totally. Disney doesn't have that, okay. that option it's it's only on specific rides Got it e- okay. and and for each it's per ride so you're, you don't get it's not an all access premier access where you get access to a ton of rides right it's per ride okay and you have to pay per person so in the morning
1: at disney world you try to first you try to get a virtual before you're even in the parks you're waking up at 7 a.m in your room and you're trying to get a virtual queue and then you're purchasing lightning lanes and then you might purchase genie plus or you might wait till you get to the park i mean. It depends, but, um, where in the process of your morning, were you looking at these, um, standby passes and what was the other one at entry pass? Yeah. When are they, entry when do they become available?
2: Right. When they scan your ticket and oh, right. It's when... all
1: happening at once. Yes.
2: <laughs> and you're, you're running to your first ride. What a stressful time. You're um... doing all this right as that you walk through the gates. It's a little bit like, a the
1: old fast pass at disneyland yeah that's kind of what it's sounding
0: like well like you used to have to run to get them in person yeah so it's like a
1: digital Mm. version of the old fast pass
2: yeah that sounds right yeah yeah hmm
1: which is kind of nice honestly we miss it so well done tokyo okay is it just more competitive to get the rides at Disney C? I remember people saying I went to Disney C and I couldn't ride, I could only ride three rides or something.
2: Oh, uh, because of the lines. I guess. There. Okay. So, um, I think you do have to have a plan when you go. And this is why I recommend happy entry for anyone wanting to go because that extra 15 minutes is, is a make or break for your day. Hmm. Uh, um, unless you want to pay for all these premier access um, passes for all your family. So, with Disney C, what I did is I rope dropped, I'm going to call it Rope Drop, even though there's no rope because that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> for Disney Sea, I rope dropped Soaring because that is a ride that consistently has a two hour wait throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And you can monitor the wait times in the app before going just to see what it's like during the time of year you're going. Um, But that that ride always has a long line and it's so popular. So I knew that that was the first ride that we were going to ride. And it's a good thing that we did, because as soon as we got out, the line was so long. And then throughout the day, there would be a line and I wasn't sure what it was for. And I would ask them. What's this line for? And it was the answer was always soaring, and we were we were always amazed because that line was everywhere,
1: no matter where you were, <laughs> no matter
2: where you we were.
1: It was always Is it the same soaring. soaring. Is it soaring over the world?
2: So this one they just call it Soaring with the G at the end, and most of the ride is the same. The only difference is at the very end, and it's pretty cool. They show you Tokyo Tower, and then they show you Mount Fuji. The sun is setting in the back, and then Mount Prometheus, which is the centerpiece of Disney Sea. So it's all—it's the same as all the other Soarings. It's just um, the ending that's different. And is but we love that ride.
1: Japanese. It's all in
2: Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. you said you did love that ride. I do. I do. I love it. Yeah, we love soaring here, so yeah. I knew That's we had like to ride it, it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and then at Tokyo Disneyland, um, there is a new ride there called Enchanted Tale with Beauty and the Beast, and that ride is also has very long waits throughout the day. Very popular, and it's it's only a two or three years old. Um, so. Everybody wants to ride that ride. So that's the ride that I rope dropped at Tokyo Disneyland. And you
1: just ran to it.
2: Yes. While well, after... you were doing 50 exactly. other things on your phone. Exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> but worth it. I've seen that one all over Instagram. It looks so good.
2: It is. It's great. It's so fun. You know, um, there's uh, there's no other Enchanted Tale with Beauty and Beast at any other park. So it's unique. It's unique mm-hmm. to Tokyo Disneyland. Um, so I highly recommend it.
1: There's so, a couple other unique rides too, right?
2: There are. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there are the Baymax ride at Tokyo Disneyland, such mm-hmm. a fun ride. Um, everybody's always happy when they ride that ride and it, <laughs> the ride is called the happy ride with Baymax <laughs> and everyone's always happy. Um, Pooh's Honey Hunt also at Tokyo, Tokyo Disneyland. It's, um, a not like. The Pooh ride at, at our Disneyland. It's very different. Hmm. Um, the Monsters Inc ride at, at Tokyo Disney is also di- very different than the Monsters Inc ride we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at to- Disney Sea, there's a lot of unique rides that are unlike anything else. So there's, they have Venetian gondolas. So you can ride these gondolas. Very much like you know the Venetian and Vegas, only mm-hmm. it's nicer at Tokyo Disney Sea, and you get unobstructed views of Mount Prometheus. It's it's very nice. Um, the Tower of Terror ride it has different theming than all the others. Um, we actually didn't ride that one, but um, that is something that you can do that's different from the other parks. There's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is um, kind of a funny ride because you take the submarine underwater and there's these strange creatures under there. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth is is like a mini roller coaster, um, which also has long lines, too. But you probably shouldn't miss that one because it they don't have that ride at of the other parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this aerial mermaid lagoon area. It's an indoor area. It's really pretty that has a bunch of rides in there. Um, um that's different from the other parks. And then there's a Sinbad ride, which is really funny because it's like a cross between pirates and it's a small world. Mm-hmm. And it's usually it's it's usually always a walk on. So hardly ever a line to get into that ride, but it's different.
0: Serena, so how many days do you think someone should plan to spend at each of the parks?
2: So we did one day, one full day for each park—one at Disney Sea and one at Tokyo Disney—and for us that was sufficient. Okay, um, because there is some overlap between rides, so we knew that we didn't have to do everything, every ride at each of the parks. So um, one day at each park was. Fine for us as as um, Disneyland people, Anaheim Disneyland people who are used to the Disney Disneyland rides here, mm-hmm. um, and there's also no park hopping available at Tokyo Disney. So, um, oh. yeah, it you only you can only buy tickets for one or the other. But if you wanted to, I guess you could buy tickets for both parks on the same day if you wanted to park hot. But that's a lot more money than you need to spend. Mm-hmm.
0: That was something I wanted to ask you earlier and I forgot. Um, do you know what a, a, a park ticket costs just for one day?
2: Oh, yeah. Like just so, on average. Yeah. So um, adult tickets are right now they have variable pricing depending on the day you go. But mm-hmm. the max for the adult ticket is about 70 U.S. dollars. After oh. you do their currency conversion, so much cheaper than um, yeah, the like tickets here, yeah. Wow. And um, then there's a separate ticket pricing for um, twelve to seventeen year olds, so that's like sixty dollars. And then child tickets from four to eleven years old is about forty dollars.
1: That's I
2: much know much more reasonable. It's really nice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, okay. And what it's did you eat? What was there? Are you much of a
2: Disney foodie? Were there things that you wanted to try? What was your favorite item? Right. There, there were things that I wanted to try. I I'm not that much of a foodie. Our priority was rides and parades and shows. Um, But we did, we did eat some of the things. So we ate at um, um, the Sakura restaurant, which is in Disney sea. And, The line was really long for that. We waited over an hour for a table. And this is something that I didn't plan very well for. Um, So restaurant reservations, they open up 30 days before um, the day you visit. So I would recommend trying to get a a restaurant reservation on that 30-day mark to the specific time that they open so that you have that set up for, for you when you go Um, because we waited over an hour and that was, that wasn't, that was an hour of time killed. Um, I was in Mexico city 30 days before my trip. And so I didn't get a reservation Mm -hmm. and I didn't make time to do that, but I should have looking back because it would have saved us a lot of time. So for the next day, when we went to Tokyo Disney, I made sure that we were at lunch early before the crowd. So we went to the Queen of Hearts Banquet Hall at Tokyo Disneyland, which is really fun. Um, and um, they opened at around 11. So I made sure we were in line at 1030 so that we were there as soon as the doors opened. So that we didn't have to wait so long for food. So that, that was that's a quick service place. It's really fun because they have fun theming inside. You can get an unbirthday cake. Um, I was... I was there for my birthday actually, oh, and so fine. so I wanted to have an un-birthday cake on my birthday. Um, <laughs> we did the we did the Mickey ice bar, um, um, which is like a popsicle, Mickey popsicle. Um, they have popcorn flavors, like all kinds of popcorn flavors. And so they have Ooh. popcorn carts like all around the parks. And then if you look in the app, it'll tell you like what flavors they have in each of the carts. So you can choose which cart you want to go to based on the flavors that they have. I love popcorn. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love Tokyo Disney there. They have <laughs> popcorn everywhere. And you know oh what? They love... Sam's traveling across the world for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> they also love their popcorn buckets. Like it's a thing. People go just for the popcorn buckets and to collect them. So I'm gonna have to um, buy one,
1: Kim. You're gonna yeah, have said yeah. I never
2: would. Um,
0: I, I just buy the cheapest popcorn bucket. I don't have like a figment one or one. That's I'm gonna like, have
1: to like, give one
2: away. That that'd be a really good giveaway, actually. It, it would be. Oh my gosh, good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. We, we have, also. Oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we also got the Gyoza Dog, which is at Disney Sea. Basically, it's like a a a white steamed bun with the gyoza filling on the inside. Mm. And then the green alien mochi is very famous at Tokyo Disney. That's something that everybody wants to get. I'm very excited about this. Okay. Oh, one more thing. So uh, there is a restaurant called Magellan's. It's at Disney Sea and it's very popular. And it's also something that I wanted to do. You have to be very quick with the reservations to get it. It's a it's a fine dining experience that's two hours long, but I hear it's a great experience. So that's something you could think about to, to go. I was Ooh. not able to get a reservation, but it's something that I would have wanted to do. And okay. it's a good option if you want to um, have a fine dining um, experience in the park. Okay.
0: Um, Serena, can you tell us which card, which credit card did you
2: use while you were there to, like, put your purchases on? Oh, yeah. So we used a Chase card um, to use our, um, to use in the parks. And it's very interesting with how everything codes in the parks because the popcorn, the churros, um, the retail stores where I bought a fuzzy pullover, um, Uh the restaurants, they all coded as travel. And I was so shocked. Um, all the restaurants we went to, um, everything coded as travel. There were a couple things that coded as entertainment. So for example, the pizza that we got at pan galactic pizza that coded as entertainment for some strange reason. And then the Mickey ice popsicles that we got also coded as entertainment, but everything else was coded as travel. So I recommend bringing and using a card with no foreign transaction fee. And also that has a multiplier for general travel, um, to use inside the parks that would cover your um, all your charges Great um, tip, yeah don't use the city premier card so my friend Kihalani from points to travel experts she used her city premier card inside the parks everything coded for as entertainment for her um, and I think it's just because of the way city um, has those coding set up and she only earned one x on all her charges whereas okay. I earned I earned um three X on my charges. Yeah.
1: That that's great. And you could also, if you wanted to use a Capital One card, you could use Purchase Eraser.
2: Yes, yes. That's a great option too. Yeah, you get two X, use purchase eraser and take care of all your charges in the park. Or I guess that's assuming
1: that it would code the same way on Capital One.
2: Right. Assuming I don't have data points for that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're out of time, but this has been so fun, so informative. Thank you for all your expertise. Are there any just last tips you want to make sure that
2: we come away with? So, um, make sure you have pocket Wi-Fi. Also, um, it's very important to have internet, um, connection while you're in the parks. Um, there is internet at Disney, but I believe it only works at the front, not inside the parks. And throughout so it's good to have some sort of pocket wi-fi or a sim card when you're there um I don't even know what pocket wi-fi is oh so it's just a portable wi-fi connection and you can connect to it on your phone so that you have internet um okay. as you're traveling okay so pocket wi-fi is something that i rented um through a company i picked it up at the airport and then we just put it back in the mailbox at the airport
1: oh. and we had it throughout
2: entire our entire trip and so With pocket Wi-Fi, for us, it was good because then our kids can connect to it when we were on trains um, and traveling in between hotels. Um, So it was a great option for us. But some people go with the SIM card route where um, they just switch out the SIM card in their phone or use an eSIM to get Internet on their phone. Okay.
1: So this is different. I am not a techie and it's about to show, but when we went to <laughs> Tokyo for the marathon in 2019, we just had unlimited data with our T Mobile plan. And so we would oh. call them and tell them we were going overseas and yeah. it would just, they would flip a switch somewhere. and it Yeah. See, that would work too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That would so work. there's options.
2: There are options. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and then I would say um try to go on a weekday too. There are crowd calendars online, and they're in Japanese, but you can um, translate them. And um, um Japanese they're serious about these parks, and lots of locals go, so it's best to try to go on a weekday so that for fewer crowds.
1: Okay, good tip. Anything else?
2: Um, have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're organized in the morning and then you'll be all good. It's just Well, I this feel like you've set us up well for that.
1: <laughs> so you, I mean, really, Serena, it seems like, the, like you said, the key for you was staying in a Disney resort that had early park, happy entry for both parks. Yeah. Actually lining up a full hour before the happy entry. Right. And then... The, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. The only extra purchase you made was for the show? That's right. That's the only premier access we bought. But because you had the happy entry, you were able to do everything else you wanted to do, excluding,
2: you know, Dumbo or something right. that they have in <laughs> right. Anaheim. Exactly. Yeah, we did everything we wanted to do. It okay. did click for me halfway through the show how
0: important that 15 minutes was because it gives you access to all the, like, what do you call it? The... Standby. access request or something the same yeah right right is that, right is you're correct? right okay
2: yeah the entry request the um and and the standby passes yeah. because you can't
0: do that until you've scanned into the park that's right which all the other yeah. You
1: know, I, I was standing, standing, standing outside.
0: outside
1: are you is your whole family linked in the app like it is they are yes okay yes so yeah. you're so only one of you has to be fast fingers that's right on your phone yes. while someone else is
2: kind of navigating that's something right like that. yeah i i i am the sole navigator and the fast clicker <laughs> for my family so so yeah there's one I, in every I, crowd that's, that's why mm-hmm. i was trying to do everything all at once so the next day i got smart and i i showed my family on the map okay this is where we want to go yeah lead us here i'm yes. gonna be on the app following you Roles, goals, tools, and
1: time. This is project management. That's all this is. (laughs) Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points Podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon!